Hello there, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry, and I'm coming to you with a team that we've glanced over. We've talked about them with somebody else, but we haven't gone hardcore into them, but a new face in the clubhouse. So, Eric, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate you being on. Yeah, thanks for reaching out. You know, it's great, and I'm pretty excited. It's my first ever podcast, so I'll see how this goes. Perfect, perfect. Don't be nervous. We're just going to have a conversation. It's going to be fun. Um, okay. So, Eric, I already know the answer to this because we talked about it beforehand, but tell me, who's your favorite baseball team? Definitely got to be the Mariners going up to Seattle right there. Seattle Mariners. All right. So you're our second Seattle Mariners top fan. This is amazing. Awesome. So tell me, how did that happen? Did you grow up with them? Is it a family thing? Do tell. You know, it was more, it was definitely a family thing, kind of growing up here in Washington, living, you know, downstate more for the entirety of my life. It wasn't something, of course, I didn't have an option just growing up. It was kind of just there for me and going into it, but definitely a team I wouldn't move on from. This is, you know, kind of my home, got to be my team. So, I mean, definitely got a roof for them. Yeah. 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 I've, I've been outside of your ballpark. I've never been inside. I have not been to a Mariners game in forever. I think the last time I went was in the kingdom. So I need to get up there. I think you guys are hosting the all-star game this year. So I think I'm going to try to sneak up for that, or at least the home run derby. Oh yeah. That's going to be exciting. A good time. All right. So tell me, uh, we know you're Mariners fan. We know it started through family. So who are your current favorite players and, or favorite player? And then maybe who's your favorite player of all time? And they can be Mariners. They don't have to be Mariners, but they can be Mariners. I have a list, I got to say. But I think current Mariners, I got to go with Julio. Julio's okay. I mean, young rookie, exciting. He's only only 20, I think 22 currently. So, I mean, he's got a whole bunch of potential. He, he's shown what he did last year, and it's just it's amazing from what he can do and what he's done recently. So, him or either JP on that side. Very good. And then who's your favorite all-time player? All-time player? I, you know, it's Coming from a Mariners perspective, you got to think, you know, Ken Griffey Jr., you know, Randy Johnson, Edgar Martinez, all those kind of guys. I got to give it to Felix Hernandez. Growing up, seeing him just pitching and the king of Seattle, you can't give the king to anybody else. I'm just kind of thinking about it to him. He spent his entire career here. Of course, he struggled with his arm and COVID and all that with Atlanta and Orioles. But, I mean, give it to King Felix. You know, he's got to be the best one there. I got to tell you, I loved watching him pitch when they pitched against Texas because his relationship with Adrian Beltre was always funny, you know, and it, I, I mean, you remember when he, Adrian hit that line drive back to him and Felix caught it, lost Adrian the ball and Adrian <laughs> caught it as he was running down the line and just kind of looks at the ball like, what just happened? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's like two little kids having fun. You can't it, put it past. Uh, it's awesome. It doesn't get any better than that, right? Doesn't get any better than that. Well, those are good good choices. I honestly, the Mariners have had some fantastic, like you said, Jay Buner, Edgar Martinez, uh, Randy Johnson, Ken Griffey Jr. Um, I actually was at the game in 1990 at Anaheim Stadium when both Griffey and Senior and Junior home run hit home runs. No way. Yeah. So it was, you know, I didn't realize the gravity or the 
impact that that was going to have, but it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. So, um, cool. I, I, those are great. Those are great guys. And, and it's good when Seattle, um, Seattle is good because they, you guys have had some spells there where you've been really good and spells there where you haven't been so good. And we took your award from you this year. We won 111 games in LA and then went out in the first round of the playoffs. Oh yeah. So, you know, we took your award there. Um, anyways, uh, all right. So perfect. So we got who you're a fan of. We got, how that happened. We got your favorite players. Now let's talk ballparks. Where have you been? What ballparks have you been to? Ballparks I've been to. Of course, you got to, you know, mark it down. T-Mobile Park, Safeco. Definitely got to be there. Um, I've been down to the Angels of Anaheim and the San Diego Padres as, long with, as well as with the Dodgers as well. Okay. Do you have a favorite ballpark that you've been to? Uh Outside of outside like, T-Mobile really? Park, is there a favorite ballpark that you've been to? I was gonna say, as much as I really like T-Mobile, I'm giving it to San Diego. There, the way the ballpark was just fully set up, it was great. I didn't expect it to be that nice. Giving it to Petco Park, everything was so like organized and clean, and they just had it set up pretty well. And I was like, this is this is a great stadium. You go inside and you see like all the cinematics and the views and stuff like that. It's it's great looking. You can't have a bad seat in the house right there. You cannot. You cannot. And it's it's pretty awesome that way. It's pretty awesome that way. Um, I've been to Petco a number of times. The only thing about Petco, and I'm, I'm going there a couple of times this year, the only thing about Petco is it feels dark to me because a lot of their lights run north and south instead of east to west on the stadium. Mm-hmm. So it kind of feels dark, but... Somebody had said that they now have more east to west lights and it, you know, feels different. I'm like, great, perfect. But, you know, show me when I get there type thing. Right. Okay. So, so let me ask you this question in the summertime. Well, this, I don't know, June. Okay. You've got a month off of work. You've got unlimited resources to be able to do this, but you can only go to five ballparks that you haven't been to. Okay. What five ballparks are you going to go to? Give me Coors Field. Okay. Colorado. Their stadium okay. looks fantastic. Colorado, yeah. Give Field. Okay. There's, there's looks amazing. I'd say give me Philly. Philadelphia looks also outstanding. I would love to visit Milwaukee. In the Brewers, theirs looks amazing as well. And I'd say Minute Maid Park, I think just the way theirs is too, the whole train and everything, it it looks like a great stadium. And I would love just to see how everything just forms together over there. You know, I've interviewed a lot of uh, top fans that are, are from Houston, and they love their ballpark. And I haven't been there, and it's on my bucket list too. It's on my bucket list too. Um, believe it or not, you can get from Wrigley to uh, Milwaukee in like an hour. So when if you're visiting Milwaukee Stadium, go over to Wrigley. Chicago's only an hour away. Huh. I think it was that close. I didn't either. I didn't either. But I was 
I was in uh, Chicago on business <laughs> years ago, and somebody said, hey, the Cubs aren't at home and the White Sox aren't at home, which was weird. They said, but the Brewers are. And I'm like, yeah, but that's in Wisconsin. They're like, yeah, it's an hour. Oh, okay, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Perfect. Sign me up. Sign me up. So Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Well, those are great ballparks. I, You know, I've been to Fenway. I've been to Yankee Stadium. I haven't been to City Field. Uh, the ballparks that you mentioned, a lot of those are on my bucket list. You mentioned parks that I haven't been to. Um, and so, yay. But, you know, if it was unlimited resources, um, I might want to check out PNC Park, too, because of the picturesque yeah. view in the back and the Roberto Clemente Bridge and everything. But uh, uh, I might want to do that in the summertime, like I said, in June, not in, not now where it's like ice cold and it's all snowy oh. and everything. So, so. all right. So, so we kind of talked about, you know, your favorite team, your favorite players, how it all started, ballparks, ballparks that you, um, you want to visit. Now I'm going to ask you to be bold. Okay, final question for you. Two parts. One, what are you looking forward to most in the 2023 season? And two, are you built? And I've got my own opinion on this, and I'll, I'll share with you after you answer. But are you built for playoffs this season? Go. I think what we're looking at this season, I mean, you got your guys this offseason along with pitching. You got the bullpen help. I mean, we just acquired, I think, Topa is his name, and got. So, I mean, you got those two guys coming up. Um, you got Colton Wong. You got Teo, Teoscar Hernandez. I mean, I think the more of a question, even AJ Pollock, who we got to just yesterday, um, more of a question I think is that we're looking into is Jared Kelnick. I mean, I know there's been struggles with him. He hasn't had a full season, but he is also, I mean, I believe 22, 23 right now. Not a full season, but a very young kid. He has a huge bunch of potential. I think if he can get it rolling or get it going again, called him up towards the end of it, he was just rolling hits after hits. I mean, I think if he can get together, because we got to look more at him, um, he would be a great left field position. If not, I think he'd be on the trade market with Jerry, and I think he would be getting sent on his way. But I think more of him, if he can roll it and put it together, I would love to see if he can, you know, put the stick together and just get some hits, get some, get his average up because he's a great kid. Don't get me wrong, but it's more of a struggle after struggle. And he, he stays healthy. It's just more of a, you know, cons like consistent battle. Yeah. 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 And I, and I agree with you. I think that there's a lot of opportunity in Seattle this year, a lot of opportunity this year to make the playoffs. Um, the angels haven't gotten themselves any better. Uh, uh, Oakland obviously has not gotten themselves any better at all. In fact, if anything, they've kind of taken a, a slide backwards. Uh, and then you got Houston and you got you guys. And so the, uh, the wild card, and I'm not saying the wild card position, but the ace in the hole or the wild card in the American League West is going to be, is Texas going to be any good? They brought in a bunch of talent. But are they going to be able, you know, is Jacob DeGrom going to be healthy? Is um, is Nathan Abaldi going to be Nathan Abaldi? There's a lot of things going on there. But 
honestly, I think that you guys have a shot for um, at least a wild card position. Maybe knocking off Houston, but Houston's really darn good too. <laughs> so I was like, I was gonna say, I think with the gap that we used to have with Houston, I think back before when I mean they're still super good. They lost Uriel, but they acquired a brave. You know, it's kind of the things like that. The gap has been shortened, and it's not that like they're on like they're not going to be good. I mean, it's Houston. They got a great ball club over there. You can't bat that away. You look at who they got versus who we he got. But I always think that with Houston, with the guys who they got now, and the potential with Jordan, Bregman, and Altuve, and Pena, even Pena. I mean. They're a great ball club. You can't put that against them. And they got the depth. They got everything they need. It's more of just trying to stay, you know, with them and trying to stay consistent. I don't think we're going to be taking the West anytime soon. I mean, you look at what Texas has done also. Texas got, you know, DeGrom, like you said, if he can stay healthy, if Evaldi can be Evaldi. I mean, they got Odorizzi now. They got, you know, Seeger, Simeon. I mean, they got guys over there too. You can't bat them away. But over the years, I think you can't you can't push away the Angels. They need the pitching, and if they get the pitching, they're they're great. And if you look at yeah, they they just need the pitching. They got the hitters, one hundred percent. They just need the pitching, and they're a great ball club. But I think when it comes to it, I think it'll always be a battle of third place for Texas and the Angels, but second will always be the Mariners, and then Houston, unless Houston loses a couple guys and something drastic happens. But I don't think we're going to be taking the West for a while. Now, for it comes to the playoffs, I think we'll be fine with the playoffs. I don't like – we're not going to take the division, but we'll definitely be in that wild card spot, put up a fight, maybe advance a couple rounds and see how that goes. I don't see us making a huge push unless we actually kind of spend money and go get some couple guys. But other than that, I mean, you got to look at – what we have now versus who's coming up and what they got, you know? So it's just a whole scenario of what happens and how the season plays out. I can't really put it to, you know, we're always going to win, but who knows? Well, that's good. That's good. A breakdown because I, I agree with you. I, when it comes to baseball, pitching is always going to win games. It's not offense because you could score, I mean, what are the odds that you're going to get shut out or or give up, only score one run in a game night after night? Very slim. Very slim. Right. Right. And so, but if you have pitching that can give up three runs or less every single night, then you've got a shot to win. But, I mean, it's hot and sexy to talk about um, Mike Trout or Corey Seager or Aaron Judge or whoever, Rafael Devros, but or Devers, but it's not pitching. <laughs> you know, if you can't pitch, you can't win. So, right, 100%. Um, but I did, I, I will say this, and and my Dodger friends, you know, growing up a Dodger fan, my Dodger friends don't like it when I say this. But I think the future of the league now, in the late 90s, early 2000s, you had three shortstops that were dominant, in the American League. You had Nomar Garcia Parra, who played for the Red Sox. You had Derek Jeter, who was a Yankee. And you had A-Rod, who was with you guys and or Texas. Right? I think the future of that 
of the American League of what you're going to hear about a lot comes from Jeremy Pena and J-Rod. Yep. I mean, you both of those guys are phenomenal players. Phenomenal. And so I'm excited to see what they can do, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, Jeremy Pena posted on his Instagram um, a picture of him, I think, in the Dominican Republic in a bathing suit, no shirt. And every woman, like, that follows Top Fan was reposting that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Here we go, Jeremy (laughs) Pena. All right. Go get yours, Jeremy. So, anyways. Eric, you've been a phenomenal guest. I love your analysis and your breakdown. Um, we're going to have you on again. I would love to have you on again to talk different um, sides, rule changes or something to that effect. Um, so uh, we'll definitely have you on again, but I appreciate you coming in and breaking down the Mariners with us. Tell me your favorite players, ballparks, what you think is going to happen this season. So I appreciate the time and and look forward to having you on again.